Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. Cashing Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman, and Moneyline Mark is uh, somewhere in South Carolina golfing, mm. is what uh, what I hear. So he's, I think, maybe heading down to Hilton Head uh, to get some golf in. So. He might have been heading down there, Scotty, and then he got derailed somewhere, had a wild <laughs> night, and then just decided to stay wherever he was and not actually go golf, which is essentially what he did with the Masters. Which That's is, pretty I'm, I'm going to go, and then somehow I got sidetracked, <laughs> and then I... To hell with it. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our money line, Mark. He will be back next man. Monday as we dive more into the NFL draft. But I've got something fun planned today, right? So uh, on the calendar year, there's certain days that we love betting on sports more than others. Okay. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to do a list of the best days on the calendar mm. to bet. Okay. And we're going to go back and forth on this. So you get pick one, I get pick two, three, we'll go back to you, four, we'll go back to me until we have a list of 10 unbelievable days in sports to bet. Mm. Um, so I'm going to let you go with your very first pick at, at day number one. I got a, I got a feeling that we are probably both going to have the same number one. So who, what, what's number one? Would we have the same number one? Now, you're talking about what we believe is the best day for the public to bet. I'm talking Not about just for you personally. Oh, just personally. Yes. Your <clears throat> favorite day on the calendar in the entire year that you bet. What's that day? Well, here's the problem we're going to have is you and I both see golf as such a fun deal because the odds are so long and you can bet some long shots. Now, a mast, we didn't get a long shot to win the Masters, but I feel like the Masters is is a really great day to bet because the field is small. Sometimes you can get an unknown winner. Sometimes you can find a Danny Willett in that crowd or somebody crazy. Um, so I'm you- having a tough time not going with that, but I feel like that, honestly, the best day to bet in sports is the opening day of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, because you have just so many games you parlayed into that weekend and you're coming off selection Sunday and you just line them up. And I just feel like that March madness just offers an incredible array of betting, whether you're betting a team to win it, whether you're betting a team on that day to just win its game. Like it's just crazy how good that day is to bet. Yes. And eventually you're right. If you bet the long shots in the Masters and then they're out of it in round one, it, then you're depressed anyway. So if I'm getting the first pick, I'll just say it's tough to – I think I would be betting poorly right here if I did not take March Madness opening day into that weekend, if you allow me to do that, as the greatest betting moment in sports. Yes. So I've got that written down as number yeah. one as well. Uh, you know, we talked about it. Masters for us is is 
definitely up there, and that is going to be on my list. It's not number one. It's it's that first Thursday of the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, that's that's the day that I had circled as well. All right, number two for me, I think is going to be different uh, than than mm-hmm. what you would have as as number as number two. But I love this day. I've got it down as the first NFL Sunday. Okay, I love that opening Sunday mm-hmm. day where you've got, you know, so many games at one. Nobody's on by yet in game one. So you've got uh, 15, actually you got 16 games throughout the entire week, right, uh, to bet on. And that that day number one of the, of the NFL where you can put parlays together, you can put money line parlays, you can do, that's the first day fantasy starts. <laughs> uh, I, I just love it. You, you, do, you can do daily fantasy. We put together prop parlays. If you remember correctly, uh, we we hit on week one on a player prop parlay. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with NFL uh, opening Sunday as my top pick. I think now, it's a great pick. I really do. I really do because I think logic would tell you to jump right to the Super Bowl, and I'm glad you didn't do that. Super Bowl has a million props. Those are fun. Um, there is a lot of pride in being able to say you want money on the Super Bowl because it is the most watched game. So you want to be locked in with a nice bet. There are several bets and that game can go back and forth. Um, but you're right. I don't think there's anything that probably would come close to that other than the opening of NFL season. Everybody's O and O your betting technically is O and O. And so I like your pick on the NFL opening day weekend. I almost could, could go to championship Sunday where you get AFC and NFC title games. That's pretty strong as well. Uh, The wild card weekend now is getting even better. And so if I was comparing like wild card weekend, when you're getting Saturday NFL games in the winter time, it's so awesome. I almost feel like that's better than opening day for me because it's just, you've seen these teams all year. You have a better feel on maybe trying to win money so while opening Sunday of NFL is great and there are so many games to bet, you really could probably lose more often than you win technically because the favorites aren't necessarily going to play like that. You've seen so much body of work leading up to the playoffs. You know you're going to get everything you want out of both teams. So I'm glad you mentioned that. It's just a little off, just a little sidebar on your pick. Um, I am going to come back if I'm picking number two. I went with March Madness with number one, and I will go with the Masters here. Because it is so cool to be able to bet a tournament like that and know that you can stay away from the favorites and still win money. It's a very small field. You get amateurs and the old guys in it. And then you get this core of contenders. And then you always find somebody that can maybe get inside that top 10 going into Sunday and allow you to hedge whatever. Now, we know that the Masters is going to provide some big names. But like I said, it's... um. You get those guys, if you could just zero in on somebody that's 100 to 1 or something. Like, I'm starting to think back to some of the real long odds. And I I don't have in front of me what their odds were, but I don't know what Hideki was before Scheffler won it. Hideki's a really good golfer, and I'm sure that he was probably almost within the same odds as maybe Scheffler was. Yeah, I would say he was probably 30 to 40, if I remember correctly. Um, And and look, uh, at the start, Scheffler was 18 to 1. I got him at 28 to 1 the week before, um, but Scheffler was 18 to 1. And and I'm 100% with you. I actually have Masters uh, Thursday written down as, as my fourth day. 
Um, because look, I, I I'm with you in the fact that the Masters is actually easier to, easier to predict than almost all of the other golf tournaments. In the fact that you can eliminate uh, probably about 20 guys because you got 10 seniors that you know aren't going to win. Uh, you got 10 you know amateur golfers that aren't going to win, and then you can you know on, honestly probably put it into a handful you know, of guys, maybe 10 guys that you feel good about. So you know I'm what? with you on that. Here's the other deal. And you, you and I have been, you have fallen into this stupid bet, a first round leader. Hate we, it. Yep. We do it all the time. You and I used to do it every summer, every tournament, first round leader, these big odds. You know how hard it is to find a first round leader. I mean, I guess you could only bet long shots and maybe that's where you go with it. You would never bet a favorite as a first round leader. That'd be stupid. Um, and coming back to the Masters champion, Every this isn't every year where you're getting a no name. Of course, you're getting Dustin and Tiger and Patrick Reed and and Jordan Spieth and the Bubba and all that. You're getting big names to win the tournament. It just seems like every four or five years, you're getting a Zach Johnson, a Trevor Immelman, a Danny Willett. Us Scotty Scheffler's number one in the world, but he wasn't a favorite coming in. And so I like that from the Masters, and I just yeah. I think there's money to be made at that tournament every year. I would never go too crazy and pick like an old guy or Freddie Couples because I think that's wasted money. Maybe you pick a Freddie Couples one year if you're going to say a top 10, top 20 finish, maybe. But uh, Masters Sunday for me, the Masters tournament in general, if I include that as kind of a one-day deal where you're betting because it just controls the whole weekend. For me, NCAA tournament first, then Masters. Yep, yep, love it. One side note. And this is in golf and you and I could talk golf betting. We could do a podcast Mm. dedicated fully to golf betting. Um, Yesterday, Jordan Spieth wins. He was 80 to one at one point yesterday. Uh, He wins uh, in a playoff over Patrick Cantlay. But down the stretch, he uh, Lowry chips a ball into the water ends up uh, giving up a two-shot lead, and Spieth comes up out of nowhere. Uh, I think he finished about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes mm-hmm. before the leaders finished. He was in the clubhouse hanging out, ended up getting into the playoff and winning. He was 80-1 to one at one point now, when, yesterday. Wh- how could he have been 80-1 to one considering he made two eagles on the front? Well, he was down. Th- he, was, he, he got – he had a bogey, I believe, on like 9 and yeah. 11. Okay. Um, and then at that point he was three back, and there were a ton of guys at the top. Okay. It was really bunched up at the top. And then he went on a run, and the other guys at the end faltered and uh, went from 80 to 1. I know because I, I was looking at the screen when it happened and, and then didn't place the bet at 80 to 1, unfortunately. Wow, I can't believe Now, I can understand yeah. why you didn't if he had six, seven holes to go and he was a few shots back. But you're saying he didn't have to do anything amazing. Some other guys came back. Yeah. I did watch the last couple holes. I saw the playoff and – Certainly, once he got in that playoff, it was a flip of the coin between the two of them. Although I think he had three wood off the tee in the playoff and was way back. Yeah. And then he dumps it into the trap, and then I think Cantlay's like twenty yards ahead of him. At that point in time, I wonder if you could have taken Spieth and made some money, which nobody probably would have done. After he dumps his approach shot into the trap, and Cantlay hasn't even hit yet, and he's got a nine iron. Yeah, you have such a, a short amount of time to get that bet in, so the odds yeah. would change a little bit. Um, but not significantly, and, and it'd be so quick before Cantley hits that next ball. But it reminds me a little bit of what when before Rory made his huge run on Sunday at the Masters, somebody said that he was somewhere in the like 
hundreds to one. Yes. He, well, he started the day. Rory started the day at 400 to one in the wow. Masters and ended up uh, in second place alone. So if Scheffler hadn't had that unbelievable, you know, that's when you stretch. Get, yes, that's when you have to count on a guy just kind of wetting himself. Yeah, it's, it's right. the Masters. Right. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, all right. So let's get back to yeah. our list. Masters at three. Of course, we could talk for hours about golf betting. Yeah. All right. So we're going NCAA opening Sunday of the NFL. Then Masters then I took Masters, Thursday, which is Masters Thursday, which includes betting your futures, yep. picking your winners, all that. Yep. Okay. Okay. So I am going to go with something that you mentioned earlier, and that was NFL wild card Saturday. Mm -hmm. Because that's, again, as you mentioned, you know these teams at this point. You know they're giving it all. You know late in the season in the NFL, you question some of the motivations of teams, like week 18, whether they're going to play hard or not, you know, seeding, those issues. You know they're all in playoff time, and you know these teams at that point. So I love betting that Saturday wild card. And obviously you can parlay. You have Saturday and Sunday games that you can work with, so you can parlay those together. So I love the first round, the first day of the NFL playoffs, and I'm going with that as my number uh, two and number four overall here. All right, so I'll come back to, I think, what's logical. Instead of doing, like, maybe a college football Saturday or whatever that is, or maybe betting the playoff or all that, I'm just going to go to basically the biggest American sporting event of the year, and it's a national holiday even though you don't get the day off, um, I got to go with the Super Bowl here. The betting numbers are unbelievable. They're off the chart. Everyone wants to bet on the Super Bowl. We're all locked in. You've seen these teams all year. It's got so much hype, and you want to be right, like I said before. You find some props that maybe work for you. The props are fun. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm talking about props on the field. I'm not even talking about props like Gatorade dumping and all that or uh, Anthem time or or – you know, what song's going to be sung first at halftime. But uh, I do like Super Sunday. I think it's one of the great betting days of the year. So with my picks, NCAA March Madness, March, uh, Masters Thursday, and then I'll come back to Super Bowl. I feel like I got a big three there for me. So it's funny because I didn't even have Super Bowl in my top ten. Wow. And I know it is the number one day on the sports calendar for sports betting. I know that is the biggest day where the most money is bet. Uh, Anthony, this year, I didn't – I don't – I did not place any big Super Bowl bets. I really didn't. Uh, again, I'm not a guy who generally likes to bet on one single game all that much. Okay. Uh, I get I, that. I like putting multiple games together. Um, I like having options of several different games to choose from. I also feel like there's so little value in the Super Bowl game because it is so expertly handicapped. Um, that it's really, really, really hard to find any value, any advantage against the house. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I avoid spending too much on the Super Bowl. I love, I love watching the Super Bowl. I love Super Bowl Sunday. It's just uh, not a day that I spend a lot of my betting money on. You wouldn't so. be awfully wrong about saying that because what I've noticed in my experience, and you're right, this this comes just from a, I know I'm going to be locked into every play of that game, so I have to have a lot on it or something on it. But you're right. It seems like you try to predict the Super Bowl the way it's going to go, and those one-gamers never seem to fall in line. From a prop standpoint, they rarely fall in line. Now, I did nail first touchdown score this year with Odell. I remember talking to you guys about that, and the right. I think it was 9 or 10 to 1, nailed that. 
that's always fun. Maybe to try to get a prop that has long odds, you know, not a lot of risk, pretty big reward. You're right. It, it is tough to make money on the Super Bowl, but you have to probably do it that way, which is the way I did it. If not, you're right. You're parlaying on a team that's win and the over-under or doing things that, that'll try to create some volume for you. So you're right. It's while it's uh, not the most unbelievable betting day from a success standpoint, to me, I just, you get lured in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. There's so many props. It makes it more fun. The public is all in on that day. Uh, it's just not, uh, it doesn't match the strategy. I, I'll tell you what, on Super Bowl Sunday, I had a lot more riding on the waste management golf tournament <laughs> than I did the actual Super Bowl. So, okay, so. And that goes to our theory on that there's so much money to be made in golf because the yeah. odds are so long. If you get somebody into that top five on Sunday and then the hedging becomes possible and you have a lot of money on a dude that's contending, it just gives you so much window of opportunity to cover that win. Yes. Because you and I, have, I've always said this, my theory. If people that have a problem with hedging, and we know people that do, yes. that have a real problem with hedging, either they think cosmically they're going to ruin their original bet if I hedge, or it's just I like to be all in. I'm that guy. Well, I look at it differently. I look at it as if you've got a long odds contender that works its way into the championship or a contender in golf or what it is. I look at it as you have to reward yourself for picking that contender. And to me, you have to, you have to capitalize on that. Like you got to pat yourself on the back and say, you know what? I got a long shot on a Sunday. I got that, that team or that individual into contending range. I need to use that and take advantage of that and reward myself just because you think, you're on the, the right guy doesn't mean you're going to win the bet. And so I'm always in on the hedge because there's nothing worse than picking a long shot, having him get really close and not sealing the deal and getting nothing to show for it. So true. So true. I'm all in with you on that because I, here's a, here's, I, I, here's the one exception I think is if you're not a long-term gambler. Okay. If this is something that, okay, I want to throw some money at a champion here and, and go at it fine. Uh, but if you are somebody who wants to make money in sports gambling over a period of time, you have got to learn how to hedge. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. So next I've got written down Thanksgiving day. I love Thanksgiving Day, and here's here's the thing. You've, you're going to have multiple NFL games, three NFL games to bet. You are going to have college basketball going on, and you can also place money for that weekend's big-time college football games, including Ohio State-Michigan and all those college football rivalry games. So I always look forward to Thanksgiving, not only the meal, but also placing money down. And uh, so Thanksgiving <laughs> is on my list at, at number six overall and number three for me here in the picks. It's really not a bad pick. It's just that sometimes the games are so garbage, but you do have three games now. Back in the past, you had only two and, and years ago. And now that you get the three and you get that nightcap, so if you're not doing well in the first two, you always have that last one you can go and try to win some money on. So it's, uh, it, it's tough. I would say... Man, you're on the right track with uh, with Thanksgiving. I can't say that I'm going to do a whole lot with opening day in baseball. I can't say I'm going to do a lot with with basketball. Um, let's see. I've got Super Bowl. I've got Masters, and I've got March Madness opening day. Wow. 
I think I may have to sneak one out of here with NFL and just come back to my original thought on Championship Sunday. Yeah. Those two games, everything on the line, those those games, that while they're not easy to predict, what you have is you have serious home field advantages. Mm-hmm. Serious. So if you're not someone that buys into, oh, well, NFL, how much is it really worth? Is it really worth three points? Is it worth three and a half? And we've had some upsets. Look what the Bengals did to Kansas City this year. You never would have thought that Cincinnati would go into Kansas City and beat them again. They'd beaten them in Cincinnati. Now you got to go into Arrowhead and do it. And Patrick Mahomes makes that stupid play at the goal line where he swing, doesn't throw it through the, the uprights and kicks a field goal there. He gets greedy with Tyreek. They get slammed, and it changes the whole momentum of the game. But to me, I love Championship Sunday because it's it's – Everything that you think it is and more because of the home field atmospheres, the fact that everyone's playing for the right to go to the Super Bowl, and you never really know what you're going to get out of the Super Bowl, which is what you and I have discussed here today. To me, give me Championship Sunday as my next, as my fourth pick. Yeah, that's a great pick, and I have that above the Super Bowl because of all the reason mm-hmm. you all the reasons you just said, and especially because you got two games to to choose from and and figure out rather than just one game so good pick there i like that uh i'm gonna go with january 1st and that includes your Mm -hmm. college football playoff games um again i i think that college football uh playoff games is generally going to the favorites on the money line you know it's it's very rare that we see a lot of semifinal upsets um, so, you know, this year, if you think about it, we had Cincinnati and they ended up getting blown out. Right. And we had Michigan and they end up getting blown out. So both favorites ended up winning. Um, and not only do you have those games, but you you also generally have other games as well on that day as other bowl games. Uh, you have hockey going on in that day. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot on January 1st, but I love betting those bowl games. I actually like, I'm one of those uh, weirdos who likes betting these random bowl games <laughs> and uh, stupidly place way too much money on on games that these players don't even care about. But uh, I love I love bowl betting and January first is going on my list. Well, yeah, you get the opt outs. You're not really sure what's going on. You think you know. You think you know teams that are motivated to be at that bowl game, and I think that does give you a lean when you're a better on. You can try to dissect on what team really wants to be there and what team doesn't, which team is motivated to show out, which team could cover maybe against a bigger branded team and, and a one-off that uh, maybe there is some money to be made there. So I don't think that's a that's an awful pick. In fact, I think that's probably – that makes a lot of sense right there, and it probably could go a little even a little higher on my list. Um, so I'm deciding now whether I like – now with Thursday night games – I don't know if Monday night still has that thing. You and I love betting Monday night football. Yeah. We love doing those prop parlays. Yes. It's after Sunday. You've had all those games Sunday and Sunday night. You'd think you'd want to take a breather. But nope. there's something <laughs> There's something about Monday night that I find even better than maybe Thursday night, although they're probably equal depending on what the game is. But you and I love doing the prop parlays on weeknight NFL football. Yes. So if I can combo this, one of my favorite betting days of the year seemed to be weekly Monday or Thursday night, the random one-off game. And now Thursday night, you can get a dreck of a game, right? Thursday night was always like, you're getting bad football. So maybe I do stick with Monday night, but uh, 
yeah, give me give me Monday Night Football. It just seems different on a weeknight. It's your last night of fantasy football for the week that's going to determine the week. So there's a lot there on the line. So give me a Monday Night Football. Yeah, that's a great pick. And and the reason why I think we're so, you know, into betting those standalone games is during the NFL, you know, Sunday where there's seven games at one o'clock or nine games at one o'clock to focus. It's really, really tough to focus on (laughs) one game. Um, I throw two TVs on and, you know, it's, it's impossible. You know, I I try to focus on one thing. One bet doesn't happen, but yes, you're right. We can stay focused on that Monday night uh, prop parlay. Uh, yeah, we've got to nail a few more of those. Yes. I think our, our greatest one with that Vegas game. It's amazing. Ugh. It was Vegas and the Ravens, correct? Yes, it was. Okay. Yep. Went into yeah. overtime. Wasn't going to hit, but went into overtime and uh, won in, in dramatic fashion. That was amazing. Some of the greatest detail that we laid out that day. <laughs> we may have to like go back and listen to that one day. Because yes. I can't even remember everything that had to fall in line for us to win. I can remember some things. A p- interception here a walk-off touchdown that we certainly needed, but we needed about seven or eight things to go right yep. in the last quarter and a half of that game, and it all did. And I remember because it was late at night, it was like midnight, and I had to contain my excitement and just kind of like whisper mm-hmm. to you excitement <laughs> over the phone because oh it was God. the most – Oh, my God. <laughs> it didn't uh. want to wake up the whole house. All right, so my last pick, I have – I actually have three written down here that I have not – chosen yet i've got final four saturday for college basketball i've got u.s open golf sunday i've got one that you and i love but this is more personal than it is uh anything else western and southern wednesday <laughs> shocked that wasn't number one on your list <laughs> going down to the tennis and, and uh. at uh near king's island and mason and betting those matches and now you and i could do a whole podcast on that because yeah not to interrupt you, but I wanted to let you know that we used to do a lot of live betting when we were at the matches. When Scotty and I were at the matches, we did all this live betting. And we always thought we had a little bit of an edge to get the bet in fast. But now that all of these tournaments are synced up, because you and I have followed golfers at the Memorial. Yeah. And we've seen the kind of lie he has in the rough. Yeah. And you and I still believe there is an advantage there. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that a betting site knows whether that ball is sunken down into the rough, they just know it's in the rough. Yes. So if you're actually walking with leaders or people you want to bet on, now it doesn't guarantee anything because you're talking about big picture betting too, but we're not betting on what that guy, the score that guy makes on that hole. But we know the difficulty of the game. And with tennis, we always thought we could get it in. I don't ever do very well down there. <laughs> And Neither I, do I, and, really. And it's funny because we're so locked in and we're on site, you'd think we would do better. I, I really – two things about the Western and Southern. One, I remember we had uh, – we were at a ladies' match on an outer court. <laughs> and I don't know if she grabbed her ankle or she called for the trainer or whatever, but it was like, oh, my gosh, all in on the other girl. <laughs> And it ended up being like just needing a little tape job and she comes out and she ends up dominating after she gets taped up and we both look like fools betting the other way after thinking she was injured. Uh, The second story is your co-host, Matty Ice Hayes' dad. Uh, we we met down last year, <laughs> and you and I are are 
talking all these betting strategies and, and betting. And he's just sitting there listening to us as, as we're all what was, we're watching the tennis together and he's just laughing, uh, shaking his head at us. So. And and not only that, we had, um, <laughs> and we had your other friend, you Eric. Know, yeah. We had Eric there. And I remember you guys making a future bet. And this was prior to oh my gosh, the pandemic, yes. I think even. And you guys made a bet on how many majors Djokovic would win, right. I, I believe. Or was it that he would have the most, or was it eventually all-time, or was there a number? I think it was a number. I think I said Djokovic in the next, what, three years would win at least four more majors or something along those lines. Um, and and that was when, obviously, there was questions on uh, how many he was going to play and, and things like that. So, yes, there's always those those side bets that are made at the, at the tennis tournament as well. Incredible. Oh my goodness. So that's, uh, you know what? I'm going to throw that in as number 10. That's going to go over us open went Sunday over the uh, final four Saturday in college basketball over week one in college football for me. So our final list. Yeah. Might have to rework my rankings, but I, yeah, I've got three NFL days in there. Oh, you do. All right. So here it is. Number one, NCAA tournament Thursday, yep. number two, first in first NFL Sunday. Uh, three is yours with the Masters Thursday, which kind of includes the entire Masters tournament and the futures. Uh, at four, I've got the NFL playoff Saturday. That's wild card mm, yep, playoff Saturday. It. Then you're going Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going with Thanksgiving for the fact that you could not only feast on food, but you can feast on bets, and uh, you can even place a little bets on yeah. the the OSU Michigan game that day because uh, it is that week. Uh, seven, you family, got, family. Uh, you know they wonder why you're so upset or so thrilled. They can't get it. It's good. Right, right. They're they're wondering like why is he so into this Lions. Yeah. Uh, Bears finish. <laughs> I mean, why is he yelling? The the Bears or the the Lions are down ten, and it doesn't matter. The game's over. And Kick he's yelling. a field goal. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you got that. Then you've got uh, championship Sunday. Yep. Uh, in the NFL yep. was yours at seven. Then I went New Year's Day, the bowl games, the college football playoff at eight. Monday night football uh, all season long at number nine for you, and then. For me, and this is more of a personal reason for you and I going down to the Western and Southern Tennis Tournament down in Mason, Ohio. So that's our top ten. I love that list. Yeah. I really do actually like that list. Yes. Um, the rank is pretty strong. Before we sign off, um, I want to give you – I don't know if you're aware of this, which is amazing. So there's less than a couple weeks left to the regular season here for the NHL. And rarely do you have nights – or days where you have all where you have 14 games being played on the same day. So on Saturday, the NHL had 14 games, and some some favorites were bigger than others, but the favorite went 14 and 0. And it doesn't stop there. Because I went back. On Friday, it started, and then it continued with that 14 and 0 straight up on Saturday. Well, yesterday. On Sunday, it went six and zero. Although one, wow. although one Sunday game, I think closed as a pick'em at some books. But here's the moral of the story: the NHL favorites have not lost in three days. Wow! It's a streak of twenty-two and zero, twenty-two Ooh. consecutive wins. It began Friday, 
14-0 straight up on Saturday, and the Faves went 6-0 or 5-0, depending on what book you got. And now we're sitting here where nobody knows what to do because basically red has come up on the roulette wheel 22 straight times. So now you don't know whether to ride that wave of betting the favorites till it bucks you or now going contrarian and trying to figure this out. So you have a, a, a pretty, I think you have off the check. I think you have a pretty home ice dog in the Blackhawks against the flames tonight. The abs are a home favorite. So that'd be a good, depending on who they have in net, I'd have to check. Um, So you've got two big road favorites, two fairly sizable home favorites. And so we'll see if the NHL can go 26-0 after tonight. Oh, man. that crazy? So, oh, here's my final point. If you were to just bet Saturday, 100 bucks on the 14 games parlay. Money line. Money line, 33 grand. Oh, jeez. Taking- now, there was a shootout. There was a close game. And maybe you would have hedged a little bit, depending on if it was a late game. But, yeah, how about that? 33000 if you just put 100 on the 14 favorites. On Saturday. Mm. Yeah. It's tough because in hockey, you can't bet. It's not like you and I could have done a 22-team parlay because no. we don't know the odds for the next day. The goalies aren't established yet. You can only bet that ticket. You could do rollover parlays, but or you could just let the winnings ride. But... The fact that on one given day this Saturday they were fourteen and zero for thirty three grand on hundred bucks. That's why I always tell people I just want the day's results ahead of time for one day. Yeah, Biff's I just want, almanac. I just want Biff's almanac for one damn day, and then and then you'll be singing ooh la la. Yes, and, and actually, if I had that, Anthony, I would be wanting. Uh, upsets in that day because you could get more plus money (laughs) parlaying (laughs) upsets together. All right. That is the cashing out podcast. We got our top 10 days next Monday. It's NFL draft time. Love it. We'll catch you next Monday.